Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love I'm Sterling Jakewith, and welcome to the Catholic Minimalism Podcast, exclusively for Breadbox Media. Today, on this very first podcast, we're going to be talking about what the podcast is about, minimalism, the eight-week challenge, and what you can expect from each episode. And then at the end, I want to talk a little bit about who I am so you know why this stuff is important to me and what I bring to the table as I help people overcome a lot of their stumbling blocks when it comes to minimalism and living intentionally. So let's dive right in. Uh, Minimalism is this idea of really choosing what you have and what you do intentionally. And so you'll hear a lot of catchphrases like less is more or, you know, be free of your stuff. But really what we're going to focus on is intentionally choosing what we have and what we spend our time doing. And one of the reasons that I wanted to pursue minimalism and to teach people about it is because I started reading books. I was drawn to the idea. It made intuitive sense to me that, you know, Americans just have too much stuff and this stuff is getting in the way of us being more content with who we are and what we do. And so as I started reading about it, there were so many great ideas, but I found that there were a few things lacking. One, very few of the books that I read anchored minimalism to Christianity. And it seems so obvious to me that the whole point of living intentionally and detaching ourselves from the things of the world is because Christ came and told us to do that. And he said, be not of this world. And he told us that the most important thing was to love each other and to love God. And when we are so busy with our schedules that we don't have time to pray or time to read our Bible, we're not doing what he said. And when we're so busy organizing and cleaning and moving and touching and looking for all the stuff that we have, instead of paying attention to him or being his hands in the world, we're not doing what he said. And so a lot of books will take you almost all the way up to that point. They'll explain all of the great health benefits of minimalism, why you will be more calm, you'll enjoy your home more, it'll be a more peaceful space. And those things are all true. But I think the real reason that we need to pursue minimalism is because of Christ. And so I wanted to write a book about that. 
And then I wanted to create these programs to help people understand it more fully. Because sometimes you get a book and you're like, yeah, that book was awesome. <laughs> but then it's hard to turn around after you put that book down and actually live it. And so the book I'm talking about is my Amazon book, Not of This World, A Catholic Guide to Minimalism. So you can get that either as a paperback or a Kindle form on Amazon. Um, you don't need the book in order to participate in everything else that I do. It's just helpful for people who like books and want to underline and take notes. And the, the other reason I wrote that book is because specifically I noticed there were large groups of people that were not addressed in this kind of minimalism trend and movement. So many of the books were written by either single people or people married with no children, or maybe people married with two children. That was kind of the most that I had seen. And a lot of them lived in the city. A lot of them lived in like studio apartments or tiny houses. And I totally get that that is a lifestyle. And it's even an interesting lifestyle to me. Um, but it, it isn't the way that I live. I have four, almost five kids and we homeschool them and I financially support my parents, so they live with us as well. And so, you know, a 700 square foot condo in the city is not going to get it done for us. And, you know, I was finding that a lot of the stories, while they were interesting, I was not connecting to them. And so I wanted to talk about how minimalism works for large families, for multi-generational families, for homeschooling families, and for people that don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, it's funny that a lot of the people that pursue minimalism can go out and buy like a, a really cool $200 desk that folds up into a tiny space. And you're like, wow, that is cool. <laughs> but I don't have $200 to do that. Or they'll say, you know, get rid of these things. And worst case, if you need it again in the future, you can buy it. But the truth is, not everyone can live like that. Sometimes we do need to hold on to clothes, specifically baby clothes that are really cheap to buy used because we may not have the money to buy those used. And so I wanna address all of those issues in this podcast. And one of the ways that that's gonna come up is these first episodes are going to be all about the eight week Catholic minimalism challenge that I run. So I run this challenge at least two times a year and I do it through a website and I also do it through a Facebook group. So people experience it in one of those ways. And there's videos and worksheets and we go room by room and we ask thoughtful questions and we try to choose what stays and what goes um, with intentionality and anchoring those decisions again in our Christian Catholic faith. So we're going to go through the eight-week challenge, but then I'm also going to take call-in questions. And I find that those are extremely helpful because they're real people in real situations saying, you know, I'm struggling with this. What do I do? When I go to conferences and I speak about minimalism, I actually prepare a very short talk and then I spend the entire time doing Q&A with the audience. And that is so powerful because it really helps, one, people feel a sense of community. We're not alone. We're all struggling with this. We know we have too much stuff and yet it just keeps showing up or we keep feeling compelled to buy things. And 
that's confusing. And so together we can kind of navigate how to create some better boundaries for ourselves and also for other people. It also helps reveal sticky situations like what do you do when your mother-in-law keeps buying gobs of toys for your kids every Christmas? What do you do if your spouse is not on the same page with you about this minimalism stuff? And so we're going to take call-in questions to the this podcast and I'm going to answer them peppered throughout the eight-week challenge, but then that's going to be the majority of what this podcast will be going forward. So if you want to submit a question, you can go to my website, sterlingjakewith.com, and you can submit it there. If you sign up for the eight-week challenge, you can log into that course website and submit a question there, or you can go to my show page on Breadbox Media and submit a question there. So lots of ways that you can submit a question. Um, You can also just email me at catholicminimalism.com at gmail.com. I set up an email address just for that. So you can email any questions that you have. So getting back to this definition of minimalism, there's no number of things that you can have that mean you're a minimalist. I think it, it really comes down to continually asking yourself, is this the way that I want to live? And that's a very simple question, but it's so layered and we can apply it to so many different aspects of our life. And I'm going to take you through that process. One of the things that is really important to address are the underlying issues of why we're accumulating this stuff and feeling bad about letting it go. So it's not a good idea to take someone that's very emotionally attached to something. Maybe you've got a friend and she's got this beautiful, um, you know, tea set collection. And she has many, many, many different teapots and, and glasses for tea, teacups. And to you, you think, well, that's just silly. I don't know why anyone would need more than 10 tea sets. Just get rid of all except one or two of your favorites. But we don't understand why she's collecting this what she feels like this says about her as a person, what core belief, whether it's good or bad, is being reinforced by this silly tea set collection. And so what we're going to do here is learn how to ask the questions first with ourselves, because we have to start there. Why am I so attached to this? Why am I afraid of giving it up? What would that mean for my future? What would that say about me as a person? How is this helping me to live a life for Christ? These are the types of questions that we're going to ask. And a lot of you will do that privately. A lot of you will bring that into the Facebook group and do it publicly with each other. That group is amazing and so kind. It's one of the nicest Facebook groups I've ever been part of. Um, and it pretty much runs itself because people will ask a question and then 30 other people will comment before I even have a chance to go in there. Um, if you want to join, it's just facebook.com groups slash Catholic minimalism. So it's very easy to find. We have at this point 4,000 plus people in there. Uh, but I think pretty quickly we're going to hit 5,000. And it's just a wonderful place to... Ask questions that you genuinely don't know the answer to, but then also just express doubt or fear or frustration and have this beautiful community kind of stand behind you and say, yeah, me too. I've been there. That is hard. 
And sometimes people will have an answer for you. And sometimes all they'll have is just that, that sense of empathy and understanding. But I think it's important that we say out loud what we're going through so that we can begin to move past it. So that's basically the tone of what this podcast is going to be like. If you want to move on, you can skip the rest of this episode and dive straight into the getting prepared for the eight-week challenge episode. Uh, But I'm going to spend the rest of the episode just telling a little bit about me and why minimalism is so important. And at the time, to me. I was specifically first. It's important to understand that I'm an theology adult class. I didn't convert to Catholicism that until I was we're talking about why I lived most of my life with no religion, Protestant, um, and then I became a Protestant and not when I was 23. Catholic. So it was kind of it was an interesting very conservative Protestant. Uh, it was an interesting leap of faith for me to go out with this guy. That and to make really a long story short, of course, we ended up getting married. I ended so up converting to Catholicism. I had a great pastor, and, and he taught me to have high standards for. Really, why I do all of husband. my ministry? And I just couldn't I had find anyone kind of like a that. Poor introduction so to Catholicism with a bad RCIA class. And the first guy, and who had I had Jesus to really discover Catholicism on my own because I would look at my husband and see that guy. he saw this beautiful traditional religion, and he loved it so much, and I wanted that, and so I just started reading books until I learned more about what Catholicism was really about, instead of looking around at the people who were kind of living it out poorly, not because they were making bad choices, but I see now that they were probably just poorly catechized. So that's when I started Coffee and Pearls, which is my other podcast for Catholic moms. I wrote Catholic Mom Challenge, which is a guide for moms on how to strive for sainthood in everyday life. Um, it's it's really more of a like a goal setting program that helps kind of walk you through how to set up your year all the way down to your day and how to get back on track when you, um, you know, end up either in a season of survival or you just stop being the best version of yourself. Then... I wrote a book about Advent called Be Merry, and that one is really addressing how do we avoid materialism, anxiety, depression during the holidays? Because, you know, especially as Catholics, we, we think it should be the best time of the year because we believe so strongly in Jesus and how important this moment is, and yet the world kind of pulls us away from that truth and distracts us with, you know, Christmas lights and presents and so many concerts and then squabbles with our family. And so how do we keep those things in balance? And that's really what that book is about. And then, of course, I wrote Not of This World, A Catholic Guide to Minimalism. And minimalism was really important to me from the beginning because, you know, my husband and I, we both had hoarding grandparents. My husband's grandparents were the kind of hoarders that you would see on television. You couldn't walk through their house. It was full of trash, uh, piles of paper. They had 15 standing freezers in their garage that were completely frozen shut. They had to pry them open with a crowbar. And then even when you open them, they were just solid blocks of ice. And then you could just see these little Ziploc baggy corners kind of peeking out. And, you know, they were Depression-era people, and so stockpiling food was really important to them. They also stockpiled a tremendous amount of vitamins because they remember, you know, in the Depression not having good vitamins, not being able to get food that gives you vitamins. And so 
What was frustrating when they passed away and my husband's family had to come and clean this house out was that they did have just hundreds of bottles of vitamins, but some of them they would hide rare and expensive coins in. And so instead of being able to just say, look, most of this stuff is probably just trash, let's just scoop it out, um, they had to really open every single bag and box and bottle to see if they had hidden money in any of those places. And so that left a really strong impression with him. And then my grandmother, she was what I like to call a fancy hoarder, and she hoarded Um, collectible things in boxes. So when you went to her house, it was very clean, uh, but she had, you know, big glass cases filled with collectible things like Fabergé eggs or special hand-painted this or that, Um, which of course almost none of them ended up being valuable, but they were to her. And we'll talk more about clinical hoarding in a different class. Um, But there are a couple different kinds, and the important thing to understand is you can't just tell a clinical hoarder to stop hoarding. So uh, we will address that and I'll give you some signs to look for either in yourself or in your family members to help identify that particular disorder uh, because it is important to identify it and to get help right away. So I love Jesus. I love being Catholic. That's pretty much all I talk about now. And I think one of the best ways that we can grow in our Catholic faith is to learn how to detach ourselves from the things of the world. And it is so hard to do that, you guys. I mean, it's it's so hard to stop watching television and stop buying $5 lattes and, and stop overspending at Target and Costco and buying huge houses and filling them up with stuff. I mean, it just feels like that's the American way. But it has only been like that for a short period of time. And I think A lot of people are discovering right now the freedom and the peace that comes with letting go and saying, no, I am not going to give in to that. And so that's what the Catholic Minimalism Podcast is going to be all about. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed day.